The Dallas Mavericks fall in excruciating fashion to the Sacramento Kings. What's wrong with this team? Nick, we do this podcast for around 30 minutes. I think we could honestly go a whole 30-minute YouTube video on what's wrong with the Mavs. We'll do that and more on today's Lockdown Mavericks podcast right now. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks podcast. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The loser lord, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Breathe in, breathe out, <laughs> count to ten, count Good down from night. ten. Oh you know, my. I think we're I think we're nearing the lowest point of the season, mainly because, you know, I think besides, you know, obviously during the stretch in which all the guys were out, you know, with COVID and stuff, but you know, those two jazz losses in Utah, that was coming off of COVID. And we had a a reason. I don't even want to say an excuse on that because that was a legit reason. Like we we know these guys coming back altitude. They coming back from COVID and you know, the Warriors game was bad at home. Ubre goes off night, but at this moment, there's no excuse like zero, none for how, how Dallas is playing right now. The energy thing, the energy kind of reminds me of the Utah stuff. But once again, we had a reason for the, those Utah games right now. I don't know. What's the reason? On today's show, Isaac and I will break down a little bit, I guess. Mostly talk about big picture stuff with the Mavericks. The Mavericks, 107 to 121 drudging against the Sacramento Kings. We'll talk about that. What's wrong with the Mavericks? We'll talk about all that. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, Isaac, let's get into this game. So, uh, the game briefly, I guess, and then we'll talk some more big picture. Um I want to start with this. A lot of people are talking about what's wrong with the Mavs. We're going to talk about what's wrong with the Mavs. De'Aaron Fox is amazing. 30 points, 12 assists. He was 12 of 21 from the field, 57%. He only took two threes and he missed both of them. Only hit, you know, seven, six of his seven free throws. Or I guess he only took seven free throws is my point in saying that. And so it's not like he was going to the line, going to the line. He was hitting jumpers and he was hitting shots and he was getting to the rim and he was going off. Plus 23 for De'Aaron Fox in this game. Absolutely great game from him. Two steals as well. He was great, man. Like, we were pretty high on him before the draft, and he's just been really great. I hope that he finds what he's looking for in life, right? Like, I, I don't, you know what I mean? I hope he finds a good team somewhere because this guy is definitely an incredible basketball player. It had been crazy to see him and Luka together. That's that was oh. possible. That's like out there. That's a butterfly effect that's somewhere in the universe. In the multiverse. shout out, shout out to Matt George, host of Locked On Kings, who did the whole uh, uh, rap on. It was okay <laughs> for them to take Bagley uh, over Luca. Bagley was, had a great the, game the, tonight. The though. parody was called "Don't Need Luca." That was what the parody <laughs> was called. So yeah, he has since retracted that, obviously, and since <laughs> the, this team has become his own personal hell again since then. But anyway, but no, but no, I, I yeah, Fox was incredible tonight. You know the that. Where Fox has improved is, you know, his ability to stop and pull up at, you know, those elbow shots, those mid-range shots. That's what 
you know, the good players do, especially in the fourth quarter, they were giving him the ball and he made a couple bad decisions there in the, at the, towards the end of the game. But for the most part, you know, that's, that was his thing. He, and, you know, he didn't have any turnovers though. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I mean, shocking, you know, for a point guard and stuff. So, you know, Dallas made the, you know, Rick made the decision of this. This is the whole decision right now to close games, Brunson or Jay rich. And, you know, you could go with Josh Richardson in that scenario to guard De'Aaron Fox what you know we've heard every from the moment that they got you know Jay Rich in, in that trade with Seth Curry is hey we finally got our point guard defender but Jalen Brunson's been playing so well and you need his offense because his offense is so much better than Jay Rich's offense that they're electing to go with Brunson and I, I and personally I don't blame him like I, I don't I'm not yeah. sitting here saying that that was a bad decision but this is just where you're at right now that you're going to give up some of the defense and that's the next step for Brunson that we've been talking about on this podcast like hey what's the next step for him to be a legitimate starter you know top five guy on the team you know on a really good team it's his defense and he, I mean, he just couldn't stay with with Fox and Dorian. Dorian's, I mean, six 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 seven. He's, you know, Fox is just too fast for Dorian tonight. I thought there was a stretch though in that third quarter where I saw Jay Rich defend Fox and do a good job at it. And maybe Fox just went on a cold streak there, but I thought he did a decent job there. And we just didn't see Jay Rich on Fox that often. I, mean, I yeah. think we saw Luca guard him more than we saw Josh Richardson, which has been so weird. And credit to you know Kirk and the Mavs Moneyball guys. They've been asking this question all year. Why isn't Josh Richardson guarding the best? Best guards or the best best you know perimeter players on the other team. It just hasn't happened. We talk about it like it's a given. You know, oh, that's why Josh Richardson was brought here, but he's not necessarily doing that any given night. And this is another example of that. Yeah, you know, especially some of the bigger wings, they'll go with Dorian. Uh, you know, they'll go with Maxi. That, that makes more sense. But a guy like this, De'Aaron Fox, six three, yeah. right? Like this game doesn't make any sense for Jay Rich not to be thrown on him the whole game and have him figure it out, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think. You know, for the majority of the game, I I would hear that the end of the game, them going with Brunson over him and Jay Rich just not on the floor. Yeah, that's a di- that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, I I don't I don't mind that decision, but yeah, Fox was just too good at the end. I think Harrison Barnes played a great game, hit five threes uh, in how this about, game. How about two revenge games in a row for Julius Randle against the Mavs, his hometown team, and then Harrison Barnes with kind of a revenge game? I guess a little bit. I mean, he hit five of eight threes, but he only scored twenty four points, so it wasn't like he yeah. was. Completely going off there, but it felt like every shot he took was going in, and it felt like those are open shots too. It's not like he was hitting contested shots either. The other yeah. guy, Terrence Davis, five of five from three. I mean, that's kind of an outlier, like role player game where you don't yeah. really expect that. They got and him so, for free at the deadline, by the way. Yeah, crazy. When Toronto um, was, yeah. So yeah, that's, you think you think Brunson was playing a little bit inspired basketball tonight? If y'all, if you guys remember, Tim McMahon reported, you know, after the draft a few months ago that Dallas you know, tried to to get up in the draft to get mm. Halliburton and that they were mm. dangling Jalen Brunson in that. And I just wonder that, you know, Brunson, it seemed like Brunson had a little bit more pep in his step tonight. He had 20. I thought he played a good game offensively and stuff too. So I, I wonder if uh, Brunson knows that and he took it to heart tonight. And uh, it's not like Halliburton showed him up or anything. I mean, <laughs> did he even score no. in this game? No, he Right, he scored three points in this game. He was a, he was a minus twenty three in a game they almost won by twenty. Yeah, and, and Tyrese those, all, three, was. all three of those points were free throws. Yeah, so Jalen Brunson, incredible night for him. Uh, let's do quickly a couple of the positives for the Mavericks. There wasn't many, and then we'll we'll just blast this team the rest of the, the rest of the podcast. I think uh, Luca the second half. I mean, 
I, I talked about after the Knicks game, there are just certain games where teams will try and take away Luka's passing and try and shut him down that way, and just you can't take away his scoring, really. And this was one of those games. The Knicks game was the opposite. They let him pass. He had 19 assists, but he only had 18 points. This one, 37 points for Luka, only four assists. He was 14 of 27 from the field, missed five free throws, which is rough, and then missed what is it, nine three-pointers, which was rough as well, but he was still, he still had an efficient game, like, he was four of 13 from three, and 14 of 27 from the field, like, that's still decently efficient from two-point range, and so, in the second half, he really just turned it on, and uh, his scoring was absolutely incredible. I could, <laughs> second I have, half, I second have, half, 11 of six, this second half is a great game for most players, 28 points, 11 of 16 from the floor, four of nine from three, uh, two of four from the free throw line, but still that was the second half only. Yeah. Let me, ha- let me take a moment real quick, but before we go uh, to break, maybe break will be a good way to end, uh, what I'm going to say. Three blocks for Luca in that second half too, by the way, he was their best defender in the second half by, by Oh five. yeah. Can we like. I kind of want to dub the uh, the Luca block the standing block. I feel like he's he's getting them <laughs> multiple times now, where he just stands there and blocks a shot. But now here's the thing: if Mavs fans want to get frustrated with this team, that's one thing. You want to get frustrated with Rick Carlisle and his decisions, that's another thing. Front office, all of that. I valid get all things. Of valid things. But if you want to go after Luka Doncic, I don't understand you. And <laughs> there are people tonight. That you know, I, I tweet out a few t- a few things, and I was like, "Hey, I had time after the game. I was waiting on uh, you know these guys to talk on Zoom, so I was just replying to some people on Twitter because my my whole thing is like, all right, after twelve minutes of play for him, it was it was like around halftime. People are like, man, freaking out about Luca. It's like Luca looks slow. Luca's. I mean, I literally had tweets. My mention. He's not a top thirty player. He doesn't look like that tonight. He looks like you know he hit his rookie wall. Like, what the crap are we doing? If you look at this Mavericks team and you think Luka Doncic is the problem, then what sport are we watching? Like that yeah, that's about like come on, like pick anything else out there that you want. And then Luka goes out and he has 22 points or how many ever he finished, you know, he had that in the fourth quarter. It's like, guys, <laughs> I don't care what like you so th- come on. We can uh, we can do better in uh, of what we want to go at, but I promise you, Luka Doncic is not the problem. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and speak for all Mavericks fans when I say that's probably a very small percentage of people out there. Yeah. And it definitely a, a, maybe even a straw man argument. But coming up, let's get into this team. Talk about what went wrong because there sure was a lot. We'll break it all down coming up. But before we do, Indeed.com. It's the job site that makes it easy to hire. There's so many ways that you can find jobs right now. Indeed has the place that makes it easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality sh- short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications that you put up. All that kind of stuff. You can do video interviews right in your Indeed dashboard makes it connecting and hiring right the right talent easy and fast with the tools that Indeed Instant Match has. That almost sounds like a matchmaking, like match.com site, but Indeed is kind of like that for jobs, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately. An Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. Imagine what you can do with 27% more time, or is it 27% less of the time that you're wasting on hiring? You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, all that. Go to uh, according to talent nest indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined four times better than the 
the player under it? What is this? The 2018 draft? If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now and get a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. And then uh, again, that is Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar we've ever had. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They really do. We've talked about the chocolate ones. The chocolate is absolutely delicious. But they also have these white chocolate ones as well. If you want to go ahead and check out some of those. Uh, right now, Built Bar has some incredible bars. The raspberry is always a go-to. The mint brownie is always absolutely delicious. They have a couple of white chocolate ones. If you check the website back every once in a while, use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. You can use that code as many times as you want. LOCKED15 is the promo code BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this team. We talked about some of the positives, but a couple more. Dorian Finney-Smith, man, he was the best player for the Mavericks for most of this game. I mean, absolutely incredible night from him. Six of eight from three. I almost I almost wanted to say during the game, man, this Mavericks team is wasting a good Dorian Finney-Smith game because, mm. you know, we talked about against the Jazz, they leave him open. And so if he hits threes, this Mavericks team, the ceiling is absolutely incredibly high for this team. But he hit threes in this game, and the ceiling was was the floor, right? The ceiling was not yeah. the roof in this game. 22 points for him, uh, only four rebounds, an assist, a block, uh, but just shooting threes and hitting threes. Absolutely incredible from Dorian. Yeah, I'll ride or die with, with Dorian. I, I absolutely love Dodo. His energy, I mean, he was a part of the, you know, that that third quarter unit, you know, with yeah. KP and Luca off the floor. He, he was out there. Him and Dwight Powell. I mean, they're the two guys on the team who you know every single time that they're on the court, they're going to give you everything that they have. And it stands out. You see them flying on the court. I, I mean, more impressive. I, I just don't understand how Dorian can play 35 minutes and it like it never seems like he gets tired. This dude has endless amount of energy. And well, I could tell you. On offense, all he does is stand in the corner and wait for shots to go up and then goes for them. Yeah, but the dude goes all out 110. <laughs> I mean, and then he goes for offensive rebound and flies over people. And I, I just, I love this for Dorian hitting six threes tonight. I thought it was big for him. And yeah, you can't hang this loss on Dorian tonight either. No, you can't. Uh, we also briefly mentioned uh, Jalen Brunson, but he got back on track in this game. Eight of 10 from the field, two of three from three, and he had 20 points, four assists for him in this one. Had. Three turnovers that were pretty rough. We've mentioned Jalen Brunson's turnovers in the past, but still got back scoring. Those three guys accounted for the majority of the Mavericks points. 79 of the Mavericks 107 points came from Luka, Dorian, and Jalen Brunson. They were 30 of 48 from the field, 62.5%. The rest of the team, and this is where we'll transition into the the SHIT storm that was the rest of this team. Uh, 28 points, 9 of 39 from the field. 23% from the floor for the rest of the Dallas Mavericks. That includes Porzingis, Maxi, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway even, uh, Willie Colley-Stein, J.J. Redick, Dwight Powell played a little bit, and all that. Um, Dwight Powell played 16 minutes. I think he goes in the positive. I thought his energy was that's massive. 100% that, true. The reason why they were in this game, I thought, was Dwight. they needed a burst of energy, and Dwight Powell brought that. And yeah. he just brought a little bit of a boost for him, a little bit of a boost of energy. His stats are not like in, like incredible, right? He played 16 minutes, Four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and zero points. But still, I thought his energy was really crucial for this Mavericks team. And so he got some time in crunch time, which maybe that was an overreaction to what he brought in the third quarter, but he got it. Um, and 
I mean, at that point, I think you're just trying anything. And I thought Dwight earned his minutes. Yeah, but but is that the thing you try, right? Like, I mean, the third quarter looked like a whole different Mavericks team whenever they made that run without KP and Luke on the floor. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he ran it a little bit too long, you know, with, with Dwight and KP on the floor together. But, I mean, I don't also am not looking at this game either and saying, hey, you know what? I think we lost to the Kings because Dwight played four extra minutes than what he's supposed to. Well, they got it down to a – I mean, it, it was a clutch game, right? Like they got – didn't they get it down to five? Or I guess they didn't get it. It I was six. It was six, six, but it was close, six a couple of times. Enough. They got it down to six a couple of times, and Dwight was out there, and he played ten minutes in the fourth quarter, right? Like that's where to me it was, all right, let's try something. Let's do something different. Let's try I mean, something I guess you else. could have put Josh in and put Josh on Fox. Uh, Maxi played two minutes in the fourth quarter. He didn't foul out, right? Maxi? No. Yeah, no, I didn't miss that, right? He played two minutes in the fourth quarter and Dwight played. So Dwight took minutes away from Maxi. I would say that that is not a winning formula, but uh, that is just my assessment as a person with the podcast. Yeah, you could have right. moved Dorian to the four in that scenario. And then, you know, Luca at point with Brunson and Jay Rich and put Jay Rich on, on Fox at the end of the game with KP at the five. But. The negatives. Um, I'm going to start with Porzingis. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start right there with him. Hmm. Uh, in the second half, Kristaps Porzingis had four shots, which some of it is not his fault. Some of a lot of some of it is. He missed all four of those shots. Three of them were threes. He was he only had five rebounds, one assist, no blocks, no steals. Uh, played no the most counting, minutes tonight. No counting stats in the the second half. Yeah, he played 18 minutes in that second half, almost 19. And this has been brewing for a little while here. Kristaps Porzingis is not playing above average defense we talked about his defense a lot at the beginning of the season it got a little bit better got to be got to be passable right for for this Mavericks team where it was wasn't like he was completely like like losing games for them on defense like he was at the beginning of the season so it got to a certain point but he's not playing incredible defense he's not an incredible rebounder he's a he's a decent rebounder he's not an incredible passer playmaker like he's not even that great of a spot shooter at the moment and so it's like all right, what are you bringing to this Mavericks team? You're supposed to, your one thing is to score and to score the basketball, right? To shoot, to score. That's why you were the unicorn. We gotta have some games every once in a while where he takes over and has 39, like 35, right? If scoring is gonna be your thing, and of all the times that we've heard Porzingis talk about getting his shots and all that, and figuring out what's best for him and trying to make it work for him, I understand that the guards aren't making it easier for Porzingis. But if you're a max player and you want to be that number one, which we know he wants to be. He wants to be that number one guy. He wants to be in the spotlight, the superstar. He talks so glowingly about the way that it was with the Knicks in New York and playing in Madison Square Garden and talks about the fans and how they, you know, support him and all that stuff. And his his favorite fan moment was when they, they chanted MVP for him. Yes. About that. 100%. All that all that stuff, which I don't blame him for doing, right? He was that guy. He was the savior for the Knicks and all that. But if you're going to bring that kind of mentality, then it has to show on the court. We got to see some production now. There's no more like you're not healthy or he's coming back from injury. There's no more of that, right? He's got to show every once in a while he can be that insane score to take it to a next level because he just hasn't so far and in this game this is another prime game the Knicks game and then this game were two prime games for him to take over in some fashion even a quarter take over a quarter and score 12 points in a quarter or something like that right and it just didn't happen yeah yeah I'm kind of torn I, I think it's it's twofold for for KP's tonight I KP's bad game I think 
you know, it, it's kind of half on him, but I think it's a little half on the team too of, you know, getting him involved. I know he had 14 shot attempts tonight and I know that's second on the team, you know, behind Luca, but I, I do think he has to make a choice at times of be the, you know, be the stretch five that you just stretch the floor and take an open shot if it comes to you because we have a generational talent in Luka Doncic and that's just part of it. Like that's, that's just part of the offense. That's part of this team. So when, it, when the fourth quarter is happening, and he's not getting some shots. It's because Luca had 22 points in the fourth quarter and he hit like every other shot that he took. And Luca's shot making was just insane. So I almost don't blame it at the end of the game. It's where we need KP is in that second quarter. I think they lost the second quarter 35 to 20. I could be wrong on that. But oh, no, it was 45 to 30. Okay. So they still got outscored by, by, uh, by 15 points. You're thinking and- about the fourth quarter. Yeah. The, the second quarter, King scored 45 points. Yeah, yeah. So they got you know outscored by 15 points in, in that quarter, and so can can Dallas do a better job at focusing you know the offense around KP and getting KP going? Which I get, he missed 11 shots tonight. So and a big thing about this is they got away with playing Mo Harkless on him. And again, it's again happened. Yeah, and this this is a this is a frustrating thing as, as a Mavs fan and. You know, in anything, it's like when you have a seven three guy, and we've talked about this whole thing all season long about how these teams will put smaller guys on them and dare the big, you know, to guard Dorian or Maxi, whoever it is. And when a team can get away with playing Mo Harkless against KP, then that's a problem because that takes away your mismatch, kind of. Before we move on, I want to show Porzingis' shot chart here if you're watching on on YouTube. And by the way, subscribe to our YouTube channel. 2,000 of you have subscribed to our YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much. Made it there in just two weeks' time. Got to 2,000. So look at KP's shot chart in this game, right? Like All of his makes, except for one three, were at the rim. Like He's supposed to be really good at the mid-range, and he had a smaller guy on him and all that kind of stuff. He's only either taking these threes where these are their like pick-and-pop type shots or stuff right at the rim. Like yeah. I don't know, man. It's we. It's sometimes sometimes we, you know, put down Porzingis or not put down, but criticize him to the point where we we back it into a corner. Oh, don't take mid-range shots. Don't post up. Oh, take take threes. Don't take threes. You know, it's like sometimes we can't decide. It depends on any given night, but. Uh, they need him to get going a little bit more and to to do something else, especially nope. when Luca's off the floor. No media session for KP tonight either. So if you're looking for KP comments about this game, uh, because he has been very animated after losses or wins, whoever, because that's who he is, and we love that part of his personality, but that's the reason we have no KP quote. Coming up, let's get into some more stuff about this game. Lots more things to break down in this game. What went wrong? What's going on with the Mavericks long-term, right? This last 10 days or so have been absolutely terrible, save Luka's final shot against the Grizzlies. So let's break that down a little bit. Uh, but Bet Online, it's the fastest and easiest way to get all your sports action. Lots of stuff on Bet Online that you can put down some money on. Bet Online has some good stuff. They have NBA games. They have college games. They have, um, I don't know if they have like spring it's like spring football stuff. That'd be kind of nuts if they had that kind of stuff. But uh, let's look at some bet online options right now. Bet online for tomorrow for the 19th, the Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday. Bucks, two and a half point favor over the Suns. Whoo, that game is going to be really good. I'm excited about that one. Uh, and I don't know if I would have the Bucks favored in that one, even though they're a home team. Spurs, one point favor over the Pacers. Not. Not super interested in that game, but Suns Bucks, you can bet on that on betonline.ag. Use that promo code lockdown, get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Go check out our friends Locked On Today and Locked On NBA Draft. Great stuff. Locked On Today has all the sports news you need in 20 minutes or less, and Locked On NBA Draft has all the draft coverage you need. Either podcast you can get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the new Odyssey app. Go subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. Any more specific things from this game you want to get into? Um, we talked about Porzingis. We, we've broken that down a little bit. He just... He's got to take over some games a little bit and take over some quarters for me. That was kind of my big point is that he he stands in the corner during crunch time. We've talked about that and broken down why Carlisle kind of wants him to do that. And spacing the floor, great. That's great for the Mavericks. That's positive. But every once in a while, he's got to call his own shot, get you know, get the ball, do something positive for the Mavericks. And it just it hasn't been happening recently. Um, I think one of my things is I, I like to offer some type of solution or like what I would do different if I'm going to like sit here and criticize. I think what I would have done different is, heck, if, if I get down by 20, I think I would at least just show throw JJ Redick out there and say, shoot it 15, 16 times. I would just be running them off some screens. Like I, I get that defensive rating is, I mean, JJ played four minutes and what was our defensive rating tonight? I mean, it. Could not like 126. <laughs> so at this point, like, let's just get him running off some screens. I mean, we just talked about it on this podcast a few days ago. It's like, hey, at what point could could we see JJ Reddick starting instead of Josh Richardson? And I just want more minutes for him, especially when you get down by 20. In the first half, the defensive rating was 146, which mm. is uh, not That's good. Yeah. Incredible. So at that point, they finished with 123. Uh, <laughs> defensive rating. So it got way better in the second half. Yeah, that's my point. So outside of Porzingis, there's a lot of things that went wrong for this. It's not just on him, right? I'm not trying to say that Porzingis no. is the reason why they lost this game. If Porzingis got to a certain level and was able to get his own shot and you know play it at a certain level at the end of the games, then and Luca didn't give him a lot of choice, a lot of chances at the end of this game. To be fair to Porzingis as well, Luca was playing really well and Luca was going for a shot and he he forced some stuff at the end there, but. Throughout the throughout the rest of this game, that's where he's got to prove that he can be, you know, a viable option for Luca. I think that's how Luca sees the game. All right, you're you're not a viable option. You are a viable option during this game and all that. You're shooting well. You're not. I yeah. think that's just the way he sees it. I'm not saying that's the way that it is, but I, I don't understand playing Porzingis almost, you know, like he's playing him 37 and a half minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith, 35 minutes. Luca, 30, almost 36 minutes when Luca seems tired and gassed. Uh, Brunson, 30 minutes. Like They're playing a really short rotation here. The only other player that played significant minutes besides Brunson and the five starters was Dwight Powell, who played 17 minutes. And then you have Willie, who played one shift, you know, five minutes. J.J. Redick played one shift, four minutes. Uh, Nicola Melli went out there after Maxi got another foul and just played one minute. I yeah. could... Could like JJ Redick and Melly could have played in this game, right? Some of this stuff, th- this team looks gassed, and let's let's get into that real quick. Like Luca in, in that first half looked absolutely just drained, gassed. All the words that you want to say. All Luca's his battling were, a knee right now too. By the way, all his shots were short. Yeah, and he's been he's been wearing some kind of you know brace or thing on his knee that uh, Dr. Brian Brian Sutterer mentioned on his Twitter the other night. Um, and so go check out that. I don't want to misrepresent what he said, but. This team looks really gassed, really tired. The schedule is shortened. The schedule is condensed. Everyone else is dealing with that, though. There's no one else that's dealing with with that kind mm-hmm. of. You know, everyone else is dealing with that kind of an issue, and I'm I'm interested as to why the rotation is so short. They need to win games, sure, but this team they need some they need some extra something, and they need somebody to come in and spell them 
for a little bit longer than like one shift per game in what Willie and, and JJ Reddick gave them. Yeah, I mean, it might speak on how they feel about the rest of the roster too. It's like if they're if they're gassed and losing, and they still uh, don't want to play, you know, some of these other guys. But which goes to a bigger thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cut in here. Nah. Goes to a bigger thing that something I want to say. You know, Sadiq Bay stat line. I <laughs> I poo pooed all the all the 15th, 16th man on the roster doesn't matter this season and all that kind of stuff. If that's what it depends on, if the difference between you know blah blah blah, if that matters, then all of a sudden this team has bigger problems than that. Uh, this season has been so different, and I think the same reason why Mark Cuban regrets the play in and regrets this shortened season. Uh, we regret, I think I, I regret saying that the, like the end of the roster doesn't matter because now all of a sudden this Mavericks team, I don't, has like, I don't regret it at all because all right, fine, who, then, whoever's going to be there, they're not going to play fine. I do then because some of the, like I've, I regret then criticizing them for some of the end of the, like, I guess they've just gotten bad luck with all these guys, right? Trey Burke, like unplayable. Most times Willie Colley Stein, really rough at times. Not, not playable. Um, they traded Wes Awandu. He was like not playable. James mm. Johnson at times was just I was rough Awandu. at times. Uh, Josh Green apparently not playable. I, I have we no can idea. criticize that. I'm down for criticizing that because that is a is a storyline for sure, and I, I get that. But like the 15th roster spot, I don't care about that because whoever's gonna. I mean, we could go across the league at 15th roster spots and be like, all right, how many people are playing right now? And they wouldn't play on this team. And here's my other thing about this is is. It's also the Mavericks are also not playing their players and their rotation a significant amount of minutes more than anyone else that's a viable team in the rest of the league. Uh, I went through every single team that's in the playoffs, basically all the all the teams that matter, right? So the Mavericks they have Luca playing thirty five minutes a night, which is not like that crazy amount of minutes. It's it's a it's a lot of minutes for sure. And we've talked about his conditioning. I I talked about it after the Knicks game and all that. They have four players averaging 30 minutes or more a game. They have seven players, their top seven, averaging 25 minutes or more a game. The Blazers have four players averaging 30 minutes a game and six players averaging 25 minutes a game. <laughs> right? Like the, the Grizzlies, one player averaging 30 minutes a game and then six players averaging 25 minutes a game. The Clippers have two players averaging 30 minutes a game, four players averaging 25 minutes a game. You starting starting to see a trend here, like a cup, like there's a, a decent amount of players, set six, to, you know, five to seven at least, averaging 25 minutes a game. It's just not the Mavericks are not playing these guys way more minutes than they should. The Lakers have five guys averaging 25 minutes a game. The Jazz have four guys averaging 30 minutes a game and seven averaging 25 minutes. The exact same as the Dallas Mavericks. The Suns have four players playing 30 minutes a game and five players playing 25 plus minutes a game. Like these numbers are very similar to what the Mavericks are doing right now. The Sixers, three players playing 30 minutes a game, six players playing 24 minutes a game or more. The Bucks, three players playing 30 minutes a game, five players playing 27 minutes a game or more. Like that's all very congruent to what the Mavericks are doing. Again, the Mavericks have four players playing 35 or 30 minutes a game or more, seven players playing 25 minutes a game or more. It's not like all these guys are playing 35 minutes. They're all gassed and playing way more than everyone else. They're on the same page as everyone else as far as minutes distribution and their schedule. And you can't scream for rest and then throw a fit when they do rest. Or when they look gassed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't think that that I don't think that the, the rotation is necessary. I thought I was about I was ready to come in here and be like, oh, this rotation playing these guys this amount of minutes 
Uh, and the Mavericks don't play that fast of a pace either. It's not like they're playing really hard minutes in those minutes either. And so I was ready to come in and condemn the rotation and say it's all on Rick Carlisle for this rotation. He's been playing seven guys too many minutes. It's not too many minutes. And it's not different in the February, you know, starting February 1st till now either. It's not that much different. It's the same guys playing the same amount of minutes and it's not that many. <laughs> it's not like they're yeah. playing an outlier number of minutes compared to anyone else in the league. Well, now they have to figure their stuff out because, you know, uh, we have a couple more games against the Kings coming up in the near future. We're obviously still watching the standings. Uh, we'll probably talk uh, about standing I, stuff tomorrow. I have, no, I'm done talking standings. This team's got to win some games first. No, before. I actually, well, I like, actually want to talk about it. Of like, I what? know, but I did, the, I did the whole, like, oh, the Hornets beat the Blazers on Sunday. Oh, watch watch that out. Oh, the Blazers, the Blazers lost five of their last seven, the same as the Mavericks. So mm-hmm. I, we can start watching some of that stuff, but I'm this team needs to start winning some games and win some winnable games before I'm starting to like, ooh, can they get to six? Can they Are get we to sure six? sure Dallas you know, wants like, to get to six? They might not. Hey, this is, this is a, a big thing. The Jazz all of a sudden have a hobbled Donovan Mitchell. Maybe he's out for the first round. Maybe he comes back and is not 100% the first round. If they drop to two, and the Suns are in a normal season on a 60-win pace. Think about that. We don't talk nearly enough about that team to be yeah. to be there. If the Suns moved first and the Jazz moved to second, the Mavs playing the Jazz with a hobbled Donovan Mitchell is probably ideal for this team in the first round. Yeah, and it looks like the Clippers are – Locked into the third seed. I mean, at least, I mean, because the Nuggets probably aren't going to catch them. They're two behind the Clippers. Lakers are not going to catch the Clippers. So if you get up to six, then you're locked into playing the Clippers in the first round. And I don't care what the records are for Phoenix and Utah. I think the Clippers are a better team than those two teams. So when it comes to the playoffs. So it's not the end of the world. If Dallas makes it to the play-in, you're playing with fire. (laughs) Because, you know, everything about play-in, I hate to play-in. But if you do land at seven, you're looking at Utah or Phoenix, and you might prefer those guys over the Clippers. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. There's some more stuff we got to break down. Maybe we'll look at the standings. Maybe Isaac will talk me into it by then. Pistons game on Wednesday, must win. (laughs) (laughs) As much of a must win as it can be with a month to go in the season. Dennis Um, Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. hopefully coming back. He hasn't played recently, but uh, then those two Lakers games the rest of this week. So, guys, stick with us. We'll be back. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Oh, boom. Boom.